I was waiting for you to do your thing, but you didn't. And this is nah, nah. So I'm proud of you. Nah, man, it's been too hot these days. Like zero energy. Like right now, I kid you not, I'm lying down on the floor on tiles. Like when like you know, it wants to rain, but it's not really raining. So I'm like, come on. Yeah, but it you decide. Sort of rain. It's kind of cooler now. Sort of. I feel like that's like. Yeah, when you move on, you're like, hey, here's a little bit of rain, but you're not gonna get the full blast of rain. Yeah. But yeah, I I digress. You digress. Hello, everyone. My name is Valentine, editor at Texim. I am joined by that stuff. Um, yeah, I think that's the best way to describe you. <laughs> I was waiting to see how you're going to like wrap that up, and yeah. I do stuff on the computer. That's, that's about it. Uh, and yeah, today we're talking about something related to computers, actually. Uh, e-passports, electronic passports. Yeah. The, the weirdest announcement ever made in Zimbabwe. And much like anything else, it comes in a statutory instrument. So you hear about it. Well, why is it weird? Well, let's start off there. Why, why do you think it's weird? Well, the, the, the time frame, though, like... Okay, from what the SI says is 237 of 2021. It was 273, I'm not sure. One of the two. It says um, um, you have to swap your passport um, by the end of December 2023. Now, it doesn't say they're going to give you a new passport because you might have bought a passport. You might have you know, acquired an old passport recently. They did oh, yeah. say that... Um, we're going to extend the grace period until X amount of time. So someone actually in the comments uh, on one of the posts was like, I recently got a passport that's expiring in, in 2031 or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, so what do I do with it? Do I have to pay another hundred bucks to get it? So I'm like, eh, yeah, you know, what, 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 what actually is going on? Do these guys just wake up and decide, oh yeah, you know what, by the way, we want to do something new and innovative. We want to, you know, copy and paste what's going on in the continent. Let's do that. Then. Yeah. So when you said copy and paste, that's when I was about to reference that uh, a similar thing happened in Kenya, you know, like 2016, 2017, somewhere there, yeah. uh, where they also had the same policy of, hey, you have two years. Um, and after the two years, it will become mandatory to start using the new e-passports. So to me, that's not like, okay, so how, how does it sound crazy? You know, like, uh, of course, it's not nice, like what you're saying. You've just got a passport in December, like literally last week. And the next thing you're being told, oh, yeah, in two years, you're going to have to fork out more money. You know, uh, yeah. Couldn't you have said, okay, for all the people who have passports that are less than two years, like what you're saying, you'll get a free renewal to the new e-passports. I think that would have been a little bit okay for people. No, but the stressful part actually is that they, this is something that feels like was done off the cuff because we're yeah. getting into election season. Things need to kind of yeah. happen. So, um, yeah, the spoke has been made. Yeah. yeah. So, like, <laughs> that's the picture that's that's being painted out. Yeah. So, for example, um, King George or near Trek Avenue, right? It's being resurfaced. Uh-huh. A lot of roads are getting slipways. So, that airport road, you know, I think Dishirembele that turns into airport road is getting a, a slipway build, I think, for just extend the, the, the congestion that builds there. Uh, Sege mm-hmm. was redone recently. So, it, it kind of feels yeah. like they're just doing it for the sake of, hey, by the way, guys, we're getting into that season. So, let's kind of, you know, act like we're doing something. Start doing stuff, yeah. Which is because if this was something that was planned, the rollout plan would have started, let's say, beginning of 
of this year to say, you know, we're launching um, electronic passports or e-passports, right? You can, uh-huh. we're starting this year. So anyone who's issued a passport in 2021 will, start, will get the electronic passport. Not at the end of 2021, you then decide to do it. If it was something, or even re- refuse applications and say, we'll give you an ETD or some weird like that. Um, yes, but then that's 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 not good, man. Because imagine you're you're like a student or something, or you're working no, outside and your passport expires. You like really needed a passport ASAP. No, definitely. So yeah, so that's why I said it should have started at the beginning of the year, which makes this feel kind of half baked. Like, oh yeah, you know, as I was saying before, let's let's try and do something for the sake of just doing something. Um, let's inconvenience people who've paid you know three hundred whatever bucks it is for an emergency one day two day passport. And tell them, oh yeah, but by the way, you know, you're gonna have to pay maybe pay another 200 for an emergency uh, e passport in, in in what in a year or in a month time when 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 they start issuing them, which is I'm like, where, where is yeah. the focus grouping? Where is the asking the people? Where is the fair warning? The two years you had to is too slim a period. You like maybe give it five years because we we don't have cash like that in Zimbabwe. Very few people can on a dime, you know, run and get a passport. Now the e sure. would cost and did the new normal password was sixty bucks or or fifty bucks. Yeah, this one's hundred for the ordinary. It's, it's more expensive than the one that was there before. So you're like you expect people in two years to figure out how to get hundred bucks to then sort that out. And what about people who are at university? Like students who are mm-hmm. at university for extended periods might not be able to come home and apply for a new passport. And that app, applying for a passport abroad is a mess in itself. Mm. So it's, it's yeah, I mean one or one or two. So, so, so what you said, like, you know, uh, you know, in a, in a rush, because it's that time of the, of the decade, whatever, uh, that's the, the thing that scares me. Like, what you said, it's that half baked, you know, half baked products, yeah, they're not, they're not good. Uh, and we then don't know what loopholes are then left open because, yeah, it was just like, yeah, let's get this thing that can actually be, a real good force for, you know, national security and all of that. But then if you do it hurriedly and you push it out, you might end up doing the opposite. Uh, so I guess maybe that segues into, yeah, like, why an e-passport? You know, what's what's the point of, of having an e-passport? Why do you even start off? Why do you even have passports to begin with and, and visas? Because I think that, that will set up, you know, the, the foundation of, we're going with this. You're trying to get me to talk and see what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I, I beat you to it. I, I don't know. I don't know the exact reason why we have passports, but for us to guess, I would say, at some point in time, there was a need for people to have identification when they're crossing borders. I don't know when this happened, but I'm pretty sure someone was like, hey, but guys. <laughs> The moment we stopped trusting each other is when it happens. The moment we're like, you know what? I don't trust the guy or girl over there. And I need the people in my camp to, you know, prove that this person is trustworthy. You know, that's when passports are like, okay, there you go. And then you have visas on top of that now where they're like, yeah. (laughs) There are certain people from certain countries that we just don't vibe with. So let's make sure these guys have to apply, pay money, wait weeks to months to get a little sticky thing in their passport that says, oh, you can come here under these sort of conditions, student, work visa, uh, yeah. tourist visa, whatever, uh, which again is just interesting the way countries like kind of protect themselves. Penny show on, on Discovery, I think it's Discovery called, or was it TLC, that Australian yeah. patrol show. Dude, like oh, trying to get into Australia is trying to break into a prison. 
<laughs> it's not difficult. I mean, yo, how in the hell? Like, okay, some people that are shown they are bringing in illegal stuff. So Australia is very, yeah. very strict when it comes to, again, one of the reasons why people need passports is bringing stuff in to the country. Uh, yeah, like, definitely, yeah. You, know, you don't want to bring certain species of plants and animals. They've tried remedying, you know, certain <laughs> problems with cane toads and whatnot. And then that went off the rails. Now they have an infestation. Rabbits, they built a whole fence that crosses the country. <laughs> and I'm like... My guess. I, I think for them it makes sense to, to make it difficult, especially that Australia like, sounds crazy. Australia as well. I've never been. My sister has this Australia as wild. It's, it's wild. Like when I watch it from afar, I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm not visiting there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but in terms of um, yeah, passports just make 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 identification at ports easier. So I guess it helps a lot of things. Um, yeah. For example, tracking people also for criminal investigations. But you know. Um, if 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 if, you, if, you, if you're part of the select few that you know can just disappear into a country, yeah, you can you can pretty much disappear into a country. Then the diplomatic passports and all that. So it's yeah, I don't know. I, to be honest, I don't know the full latitude of what a diplomatic passport gives you. I think you get mm-hmm. certain rights and privileges at entering ports. Uh, maybe you might not need visas that everybody else needs, um, because you're term- yeah, but you don't get as much scrutiny. Yeah, probably. So then we get to like e-passports themselves. So I was actually looking up the history of e-passports. So strange enough, the first country, according to Wikipedia, <laughs> that uh, Malaysia, Malaysia, 1998, <laughs> first country to be like, hey, bruh, we were gonna do e-passports, and I think yeah. they were the pilot for the whole world because I think the, the US did it in 2006, um, and other countries just followed along. Um, so it, it, it's actually interesting to watch when you go to to to, to Europe, and then like Isuzu the Porvo without e-passports. We queue mm. to be manually processed. <laughs> mm. So, yeah. So, it, 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 yeah. So, I was going to say, yeah. So, it then comes to that, you know, like right now, there's that human element, right? You you get to our section of the board, and you give someone your passport. They take a look at it. They take a look at you. They're like, okay, are you really the person in this photo? You know. And then if they say yeah, you're nay, you know, they stamp your thing. You go, and then you repeat the same process on the other side as well. Yeah. Uh, but now with with an electronic passport, you're now saying, hey. We're going to have a, a microchip inside the passport. And like assuming, you know, the, the, the borders are then set up like to leverage this electronic uh, chip inside, right? You just get to a particular gate, you put your passport, it scans it, and you, maybe there's a camera in front of you that scans your face. Uh, if they really want, maybe then just put your thumb and then scans your, your fingerprint as well. If that data that it's getting in real time matches whatever is stored on the chip, then the system says, yeah, you're the person, let's let you in. And then you've gone in much quicker than having to wait in a queue for a person. And right now you're going to have as many gates as you want. And gates are cheaper than, than people. It's like a one-time cost. Which is a downside because it means someone's losing employment right now. But we're also cutting down. They don't lose employment because, because you, when, when other people... When an automatic... Uh, border crossing fails, you're then processed yeah. manually. So the, the the immigration officers are there, but not yeah. as, as many of them. So when your thing does not clear, then they take you to the side and then they then they check if either the machine's wrong or if your information is not um is 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 incorrect. If you still try to steal someone's identity, which in with an e passport is yeah. kinda tricky because way back they used to have some issues with them. Like uh there's a story I was reading today that a couple switched passport by mistake and were able to make it through a terminal. Crazy. And, 2006. This is when the technology was still new. But now because, you know, a lot of, you know, the, the, they've kind of seen all those mistakes, you don't really hear too much of, you know, um, things going amiss, or it's not reported as widely of things going amiss at, yeah. at, at, 
what do you continue? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah. So for Zimbabweans, right, you would be able to like cut through a queue if it works. Uh, but if you're not a Zimbabwean, you'd still have to go through like the the normal uh, process of of being scanned by a person. Uh, what what I'm thinking is, uh, isn't it this? There was there was news of this whole like borderless Africa thing, you know, where you know Africans can get to different countries without uh, needing visas and all of that um, to. Yeah, to improve that whole intra-trade, because uh, right now it's, it's like, well, not right now, well, from, from the data that I saw online, it's like 2% or something some decades ago, which is really low. Uh, so so I, I think that that would be like really cool. You know, I don't know how how it would, it would work. Like, is there now like a Central African database um, of all the people in Africa? You are very, very optimistic because remember, <laughs> so long ago, Zimbabwe was saying it was transferring the Zimbabwe National Register, the Registrar's Office was going digital in December. Yeah. The process that was taking, I guess, God knows how long it's going to take to get all of that information onto that system. Mm. So it's like, yeah, if we can't even get, you know, COVID vaccine cards uploaded at the point of vaccination in Zimbabwe, yeah. what hope do you have that we can upload all our, you know, passports? I, I know you can, they're scanned at ports and whatnot. But yeah. I'm saying in the sense that a database that for for these new registrations, like, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm not holding my breath to be honest. Um, that would be cool though. Like you just get to to Rwanda or some other African country, and like all the systems in that country know who you are. Oh, it's also kind of scary because yeah. Uh, yeah, but but yeah, with the whole electronic passport, I, I think you can still leverage that for the whole Africa borderless Africa thing. Um, but he, the system will then just check the raw data is getting from the scanners with whatever is on the, on the chip and if it matches then well, you, you get to enter in another African country without needing without needing uh, a visa because yeah I don't want to say visa sack like my, my travel experience is quite limited fun um, fact I once went to to Cape Town by bus I would not recommend it to anyone because one the border situation sucks if you're going by bus uh, so yeah, and it's a two-day journey. But yeah, that that was just me uh, flexing that I went to Cape Town by bus. Oh yeah, I, I, the other thing that 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 the, the passports help with is, is is quicker clearance of people with not much to declare when it, when it comes to the border, especially the South Africa Zimbabwe border, the Limpopo mm. border. I think it'll be great for for that um, but again the infrastructure needs to be there so we need these uh, e-gates to be able to read these passports to yeah. people through and that's going to take a bit of time for all of that stuff to kind of get into motion and we kind of see the Harare International Airport is being renovated so maybe they're doing that with that in mind but then again the time frame doesn't really make so maybe it was already planned no? Yeah, it was why, just never announced why make it short notice to the point that you're letting people get passports a whole year knowing that you know, you're going to mm. e-passports. So I think you have to then, you know, I don't know, split the difference. So if you're intending on doing e-passports, then it should have been something that it should, should have been done way before the, 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 the dates should have started in the, in the teens, in the, in the, in the 2010s, sorry. Uh, that, yeah, mm. at a certain date, we're going to start doing e-passports. We're going to have a conversion process. But now to then say, oh yeah, you got two years, figure it out. And not say whether you can swap or you're going to have to pay for a new passport. It's it it yeah it, it it's a little bit of a nightmare. On fun 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 on the side fun note, 
I saw someone on a, on on one of my WhatsApp statuses saying, "And the Jairi electronic passport in this rope of flesh," and I was like, "Zimbabweans." <laughs> so actually, you know, it, I I I I think it's it's an okay assumption that people made. You know, like electronic passport, people thought it was gonna be like a digital thing. You know, like full blown digital. Like there's no physical document that that you're gonna have to be walking around uh, with. I don't know how that would have worked. Maybe it would have just, you know, rocked up to the to the um, eToll gate thing, eGate, not eToll gate, eGate thing, and it just scans you. And if it finds you, in in the Zim, you know, people database, it then just lets you in because you are you. That's that's you. You are your passport essentially. That uh, I don't know. It turns out no, it's it's an actual uh, document like book rather that has a chip inside which then begs the question won't we get into a situation of oh <laughs> access number chips maybe some passports so yeah. we can't produce any more passports like if if paper was already hard for us to source to produce the passports what more an extra component because you still have the paper that you need for the passports to be to be made and now you need an extra chip on top and now you need that chip to be programmed to be fed with all the data and you did, yeah. Yeah, like like the more you say that, the more I realize that this was half baked as hell. Because if the, if there was something concrete, um, you know, there would have been a very extensive announcement of I, maybe it wasn't one of these government gazettes and it just went over my head, but of a supplier yeah. attendant that was picked of you know how much capacity is there because the current prevailing perception is that we're still struggling to meet the demand for these conventional passports. Yeah, there's a backlog, yeah. There's a backlog. So if there is a backlog, why are you adding a, an extra degree of complexity to that system already? Like, it doesn't make mm-hmm. sense. The 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 counter-argument to that is maybe they're like, okay, you know what? Hey, but it doesn't even make sense as a counter-argument because if you say, let's just go for, for let's focus all our resources on getting these e-passports and then meet those, mm-hmm. the backlogs for e-passports, then great. But then the price, if I remember correctly, doesn't really match. So will those people have to pay a difference? It, it's it's what do you do with people in the queue now like who are getting passports so there's so many questions a number of them that we're going to try and debate here so, yeah i was going to think that maybe the simplest thing is to just say hey everyone's in the backlog which sucks for the person right it's like everyone was in the backlog you still get your standard passport then you've got your two years to figure out what to do on your own that is the most important to get the e-passport like i would not even be surprised to be honest like yeah I would honestly. But it's the one with less headache. So for them, for say, them, sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for them, yeah. Like, if you were to try to say, okay, pay the difference, or in this case, you paid 300 but then you want the $200 one, which means now what? The government has to give you $100 back? Like, yeah. <laughs> Refunds don't technically happen. Again, it's just, it just shows the level of planning in this whole thing. Like yeah. what what sort of what sort of situation demands that we get to a point where you can't give people enough notice? Like the, the biggest thing that I saw online today was, you know, enough notice. Like can you at least mm-hmm. let us know when this is going to happen and give us enough time? So there are conflicting reports about if you know it's t- until your passport expires of twenty twenty three because some people are saying, oh, no, it's until 2023 in the statutory instrument, or some people are saying, and some sources are saying until your password expires, which then again shows the messaging for the whole rollout was not clear enough to be, what is it? 
the until your passport expires sounds like someone was like crap we messed up uh, i think it's whichever comes first eh? like if your passport expires then you're forced to go to the e-passport say that in the statutory instrument because as far as i read it they mm. said until december 2023 the end of december 23 which means yeah because i got mine in 20, mm. what, 2016 so 2026 mine's not bad uh, everybody else mm-hmm. who got this recently is, is, is in a bit of a pickle uh, <laughs> i'm gonna be a, a guinea pig for the e-passport because yeah i've got to renew my yeah, I'm, I'm probably right. gonna get it like next year. Next year, I'll probably get it next year, like just yeah. to see what the process is like. I'm, I'm not ex- expecting it to be great because I'm going to try for the emergency one because I can. I hate waiting. Uh, but even the point of 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 the passport itself, you know, yeah. the questions we don't have. Um, the biggest thing that I saw and actually brought up by a commenter, and I, I was thinking about it, but I was like, okay, let's deal with the problem we have in front of us. It's the whole CBZ issue. Uh-huh. So, anti traditionally we would. If you're applying for a passport, you pay at the passport office, the application fee, or whatever it is, or the, the, what, all yep. the payments are made at the registrar's office. Yeah. Why the hell is CBZ being put into it now? Like, okay, I wrote about it. I'm, I'll leave a link at least for some people to read about it. That Okay, if you're going to do that, then... Maybe leveraging the branch network, like uh, more points banks. of people to pay. Make it all banks. Every bank uh, can be able to do it. Why just CBZ? CBZ is not the most, is not the most numerous yeah. bank in Zimbabwe. So uh. why not just make it all banks? And why CBZ? I don't want to get into political conspiracies, but it's like, yeah, okay, what qualified them above everybody else? And if you saw what, because me and Ed were out about out and about last week, the biggest feature of any sort of bank or shopping mall or whatever area with with the financial system, with the financial institution, was queues mm. because civil servants were getting their uh, their bonuses. Bonuses. And yeah. the Western unions and World Remits were full because people are getting their Christmas. Yeah. So it's like. Imagine if it's passports and it's just CBZ. That line will be wrapped around yeah. the block. Like they don't yeah. have enough to to meet the demand. And also this 20 bucks from where? Like how do we... Okay, I wrote about this. It's redundant for me to... Oh, not redundant, but people will be listening to this. I'll just say it anyway. Yeah, not everyone who listens to podcasts reads articles. True, so, yeah. true. so I'm like... CBZ is not doing this for free. Like there's no sense of altruism when it comes to banks. If they don't mm. do anything for no money. So, for example, if Stuart Bank and all the other banks, I'm sorry for singling out or sounding like I'm singling out Stuart Bank, but if they're charging, I was it 12 bucks or something for an airtime purchase, right? CBZ okay. is doing this for free. And the, the Reserve Bank statistics, which I've been looking over for a while, and it's just a weird phenomenon with with with, with Zimbabwe and, and, and banking, is that they're making the majority of their money from non-interest generating sources. So stuff like mm. service fees which are almost comparable to interest generating, although the number went up by 16% to the period under review you know, from last year, according to the Reserve Bank's 2021, September 2021 um, banking report. So all of that points to, no, this is not free. There's no way CBZ in all of its might is going to just decide to do it for free. Yeah. It's going to be a service fee attached. Now, is that fee inclusive of the 20 bucks or addition of the 20 bucks as a processing fee? So if that's the case then why not make it every bank? Because that just increases the access. Like I just said, it was a case yeah. of, of leveraging the network. Just make it every bank capable of doing the same transaction. It shouldn't be difficult. Most banks are, are, are network to SIM switch. So I, I don't think it would be a, you know, a, a problem to do. And on top of sure. that, one of the commenters underneath that article said, and it's a question I was asking, but I was like, how the hell do I, do I kind of go about it? Is um, 
why do we even need this CBZ step? Because the common descent, uh, his or her name was uh, entry denied. Why do we need to turn the process of paying for or getting a passport into a torturous two-day process? Because remember, if it's just CBZ, you're going to have to queue to pay the application fee. Then they have to mm-hmm. queue to get to apply for the passport and do the paperwork. It's like, mm-hmm. why are you making our life? So, so I think it's similar to, to like the Kenya uh, version. So from what I gathered online, what Kenya did was you you'd go to their website, right, for the e-passports application, and you'd uh, enter your data there, and you'd be able to pay via mobile money or direct um, uh, debit or credit card, right? And then you then have to print the the application form and then go with it to the to the immigration officers, right, and then submit. So that they collect your biometric data. So I guess this is a way of uh, doing the same thing. Like there's still two steps, but here you're not having any convenience of paying online and then printing your receipt and going with it with the with the documents to to the to the offices. You're going to a bank. You queue there. You pay, and then you have to then go again and. Uh, finalize the application process at, at the passport offices. But I guess maybe that's right. Yeah, we have no website which can process online payments, so we have CBZ. Yeah, and again, we're, we're, it's, it's like, why not have an RTGS equivalent of it for that application uh, fee? You can pay for the actual passport in USD, fair enough. But if you're going to force us to do, go through CBZ, we can f- f- go with the Kenya all the way. You can actually pay for it with, with your cash wherever you are and then just proceed yeah. to to your to, to, to the thing. But again, why isn't everything being done centrally? Like, why is not everything not being done centrally? Why can't we just pay online for everything? Because almost, I was going to lie and say almost everyone has got a prepaid USD card, but a good majority of people have these cards. So, no, uh, we're looking at Zimbabwe. That, yeah. No, that's a lie. Yeah, that's it. I was like, ah, no, no. Zimbos, it's, it's, it's way too much to jump through. But it's like, prepaid USD cards are a thing. At least make it an option to be like, yeah. and Nostro cards as well are, are a thing. People have Nostro accounts. So make it an option that you can do a transfer from wherever you are. You can do the, the idea will be doing the whole process online because mm-hmm. if you're get, getting, it's kind of silly to have an electronic passport and still have to queue for it. Because I was going through well, it, it does make sense because of the 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 step of collecting the biometrics. But don't they really that's the that's so that's what I was, that's what I was then going to go to next to be like yeah, while it makes sense that you know they'll force people to come to the offices to collect biometric data, you kind of should already have it because you know when I applied for my ID you took my fingerprints, and when I applied for my previous passport again you took my fingerprints so. Yeah, really, the next thing you need is a picture of me, which I can supply with to you, you know, through my my laptop or my phone, selfie camera or something. But, but that kind of means that, that that's kind of dicey because that's like it's a passport. I, I kind of get why you're saying queue there for biometric data because a photo is pretty yeah. important because someone could just submit on someone's behalf, and sure. you know, which which could be a problem. So I kind of get why you'd need to go to the to the office. But then again, it's a way of decentralizing this process of not just having it at the registrar's office or the passport office. I don't know what what, what exactly it's called. Um, but, that place. Yeah, that place. But having you know um, you know being able to do it at a police station, for example. So any police station mm. that has a facility, you can go in there and verify your application. You can just confirm it there or whatever, just for the picture part of it. The fingerprints, obviously, they'll have. Uh, but even if it's just to reconfirm, I. For that step now, I'm kind of warming to it. I wouldn't mind 
going to um, to the registrar's office to then get the biometric data to make sure it's accurate um, when they make the, mm. uh, the application. So, so maybe you'd, you'd want a situation where you kick off the process online yeah. and maybe you then get an SMS that says, hey, come tomorrow to do your biometric data collection. And when you arrive, oh, this is like utopian thinking, you know, <laughs> when you arrive at the, sl- <laughs> at the slotted time, they're literally just waiting for you because your 15 minutes is blocked out just for you. And they collect your data and in 15 minutes and gone. But yeah, a guy can only agree. Yeah, but it's, it's like it's like the US, the, not US, the UK visa. So if you're getting the UK student visa, which I attempted to get in 2010, 2009, mm-hmm. um, you did all the application forms, you downloaded them, you filled them out, you did all the bank statement stuff, and you went to submit. So there wasn't really a wait time. Well, when, when I was doing it, there really wasn't a wait time because you were scheduled to come in on a certain date. And then mm-hmm. you submit and they take your biometrics and you leave. So the entire process took about 15, 20 minutes. I'm not sure what it's like now, but it kind of feels like mm-hmm. what, you're, what, you're, what you're saying. Like, could you, you could actually manage the numbers of people who are coming to the registrar's office to get biometric data done. Um, yeah, because you're now scheduling people. Yeah. You're now scheduling. Good. Once your payment is made, you come in the second day or the day after your payment's made. So you mm-hmm. come in, get your thing done the day after your your, your payment's made. So this payment will also be for you know the, for the actual passport, um, inclusive of this ridiculous you know uh, application fee. Which again, if you think about it, with the amount of Zimbabweans who have passports, a range in the millions, twenty bucks off from everyone is a hell of a lot of money, and for CBZ, mm-hmm. a hell of a lot of transaction fees. So, or, you know, mm-hmm. commission, whatever commission they're getting for for, for, for the service. It, it just raises that eyebrow. Yeah. Do a self-report. You've self-reported yourselves, guys. Like, there are slicker ways to do this. And, yeah. <laughs> Go about it the right way. But I, I, I like the online payment. Even in, 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 they would never put mobile money into the mix. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, because yeah, you know, blockchain technology, and now that's like a whole other podcast. But you know, when, you know when, to have what when I yeah? went through Linda's article, I saw it. I'm like, the comments were brilliant. That's an entire dozen of the Reserve Bank. Things you could catch this page on the blockchain. I was like, yeah, without V11s to prove it or whatever. Yeah, nah, we good. Yeah. So I'm I'm going through the comments of 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 the everything you need to know about thing, which I'll hopefully remember to leave in the comments. And um, I'm trying to find the least Valgons. <laughs> uh, Alright, yeah. Uh, Stephanie says, "What a joke! I collected. I just collected my passport last week, and it's expiring in 2031. My question is, why can't they just embed the chip onto my onto my old passport?" I'm like. Uh... Yeah, it probably doesn't work that way, but yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. Uh, and mine is expiring January 2022, so I must still pay for 318 watts. So again, the question is, when does this actually start? Launch. Oh yeah, it actually starts like start today. Are we have this is a launch event. When I want to ah, because it it doesn't make sense. Like imagine if the application starts in 2023, but you need your passport like this person, you know, in January 2022. So yeah, you're you're effectively going to pay double, like twice. You do the January 2022 one, then you have to redo again uh, when they start processing applications. Which yeah, sucks. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't, don't ever expect anything to be paid in Zoom. Once you accept, so, 
you can get as you can get on with your life much better. Fair enough. Uh, yes, we, we 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 hold things to be fair, but yeah, it really never never comes like never comes across that way. Uh, I'm trying to look. There's one I was reading. Oh, okay, it's the same thing. All oh, right, since they okay, I have to augment this. Since they are saying 2023, then they should just say all those with those valid till 2029 can come get digital ones at no cost as people spent a lot of money on getting these some around 300 if not more which is unfair to ask them to fork out more money and why charge in usd when they insist that our local currency is a good currency salaries are in local currency where do i get the usd i can't auction for that which leaves the route the obviously black market route they are simply saying go you know so it didn't make sense it's like you the Ministry of Finance continually says, oh, we should adopt our own currency, we should use global currency, but for certain things they charge in US dollar. So why are you making it our problem that you can't source these things in, you you can't source enough of these things? Why push the burden onto the to the citizen to then say you have to go and find the USD to pay for this? Why not yeah. just simply let people pay in local currency and you figure out how to make it work? But then again, the knock-on effect is that we'll just have backlog again. And there'll be no one to yeah. So it's 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 it's, an, it's a weird weird situation we're in. And again, this just fosters the black market because in a pinch, if your kid needs to go to school, you're going to do whatever it takes to get in that passport. Yeah. He's going on the street corner. You you're just promoting the black market. It's it's like a cycle. It's like a snake eating its own tail. <laughs> like there is no. There is no <laughs> oh, flip! I saw this YouTube video just of that, like the snake had eaten itself, and apparently this person rubbed ginger or something on his hand, and then. Uh, went on, on top of the snake's head so that it like formed itself like uh, yeah so you made it real it so now I just had to share with the audience a picture of a snake that's eaten its tail like three quarters of the way and then it has to like regurgitate itself but I like this we're talking about passports not snakes yeah <laughs> let me just go to the, the CBZ articles just to just double check because I remember there was a comment that was really interesting Is our passport cheaper compared to other countries? And why is there an option for ZW equivalent? Again, people are saying the same thing. The U- hey, if our passport is expensive, eh? Yeah, yeah. Hey, I, don't know, I don't know why. Uh, something is fishy here. Why do we need that bank for again? And why does this partnership... Yeah, then goes into political conspiracies, but it's like, we're going to be... We're, going, we're doing fine getting our passports from district officers. I think uh, some funds are going to be delivered conspiracy theories so i'm just like politi- i was almost saying conspiracy i call it a political opinion which i am I'm, I'm not here for uh, and the yep. thing i was talking about earlier was guys please help me please help me out here because i don't i still don't get it why are they physically splitting the transaction which is an excellent point but it's something i couldn't really think as to i was trying to deal with the problem we have now it's like yeah if you're going to put cbz put everyone it yeah makes it less efficient than, uh, Say, what practical purpose can this possibly have besides turning passport applications into a two-day torture session? All the stuff I've read so far doesn't explain this. Again, they're not telling us why we did the transaction into two. It's just adding more confusion on a process that was already very confused. And it's strange that you know you you wake up in the day as as uh, as I like to call myself a, a quote unquote journalist, thinking you're going to go out and discover new things and you know write about 
variety of things, then you just stuck the whole day talking about the e-passports. Because whoever decided to draw this, I can't get there. But that's no wrong. Yeah, no. Yeah, I'm just the best. <laughs> I was just going to say, which, you know, like, e-passports in and of themselves are not like a bad thing or a useless thing. Uh, it's just the events that are happening in this particular rollout of the e-passports that are just like, oh, what, what's happening? When you, when you, when you think of okay. it outside the vacuum, and you see that there's a parliament building that we're building, a new building for whatever reason that's costing untold millions. There's that way under statue that's going to cost untold, that cost untold millions. And it's sometimes closed because we, we drove, we drive down Samar Mashal quite often and we've never seen people mm-hmm. wait on it. So I, I sincerely hope it's not a structural issue uh, because the way they, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it does not jive. <laughs> it does not jive with it to be a problem. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all that, all those resources have been dedicated into vanity projects. So there's nothing wrong with commemorating certain heroes, but read the room. Like, you know, the, this, for example, should have been the priority they should have backed the, the, the funds into. Mm. Um, there are more pressing issues. Yeah, mm. there are more pressing issues than building vanity projects. And the parliament, I'm guessing all of them can fit if they can't, you know, just squish the benches, you know, <laughs> it's one of them things. Like, why why build an entire building for legislators when you can't fix the roads, make an e-passport system that is, has got the citizen in mind? Mm. It's just those things that are that are quite baffling. But again, you know, when you're not making the, these decisions or you're not seeing what influences these decisions, it's difficult to get yeah. to, a, to the right answer because you know you might think it's as simple as oh, listen, let's not do this, let's do that. When, it could be like, when it's not, yeah. And then what a lesson. Uh, so uh, I, I sincerely hope whoever listened to this enjoyed it because yeah, I'm as confused as can be as to what what exactly is going on. And hopefully we'll see more clarity when, when, with the coming days or coming reports as to what what actually is going on. <laughs> when does this actually start? Mm. Uh, do we have to? Pay? Think, yeah. Do we have to pay or swap? Um, what's the congestion of the passport office going to look like? Do they have the materials to to meet the demand? Because is that is the backlog the present backlog plus everybody now rushing to do it? Um, because it'll only be caught out if anything else changes. Um, if the CBZ thing will actually be remedied. Um, we, if we can get an actual website that can allow us to, you know, apply online, if, if it exists, let me know in the comments. But I sincerely doubt it does. I looked, <laughs> I looked at Zimbabwe passport online, and it takes a multiple popped up. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. we're not doing that well in SEO. Then there's no problem. Uh, yeah, and, and yeah, I don't know about you, Rafar. Yeah, fingers crossed. That's good to miss our big emotion. So yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, these guys have got a bridge to sell you. <laughs> uh, I sincerely hope that's not the case. Oh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for listening. Uh, it is since Rufaro wasn't talking as much, it was really short today. Really short. Like it. <laughs> what? I know you're the problem. Ah, uh, anyways, goodbye. Au revoir. Oh right! Before we go, um, if you made it this far, I sh- they should have come in the middle. Yeah, go and buy airtime on our USSD. Star four zero five hash. Rufaro usually does these segues or air. Probably sleeping right now, but usually does these segues. So if you want to buy, for example, Net One bundles or Net One airtime with your e- with money in your eco cash wallet, Star four zero five. Tell one bundles. Yeah, policies. You know, help us help us keep the lights on. Thank you.